Tall Boys Tall. Do you have a name for this one? I'm just going to make some shit up. Welcome to this episode of Super Awesome Nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Brought to you by Arm & Hammer TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's a boring title, but it's accurate. It is going to be It is going to be uh, an accurate description of what this episode will entail. That title is brought to you by us fucking around for 10 minutes prior and then realizing, shit, we should start recording something yeah. and not wanting to look up a name. So yeah. we'll, next week we will resume fan suggestions. But until then, it's Super Awesome Nonsense. It's a fan suggestion. It's just I'm the fan. That's I don't right. really know how we do this episode. Do we just start with by saying spo- spoilers? No, we'll, we'll get into into it I, uh, t- just a fair warning to everybody watching this this is going to be 95 percent avengers and game of thrones spoilers yes. actually necessary yeah and really folks you it's it's your fault because who hasn't seen game of thrones or in game at this point so if by the time this comes out people. you haven't seen these things fuck you wait <laughs> and, and hold on guys and hold on one second avengers and game of thrones Nice. That's yeah. the name of the episode. Nice. Really, and they're they're united by that word, and not unlike any game, and Chase can attest to this, there are winners and losers in any game, Always. and uh, and never could you really have two things that better exemplify the opposite ends of a continuum, the opposite sides of a binary opposition. Yes, the opposite sides of an opposition. That's what I said. I'm not taking it back. Science. Then someone perfectly wrapping up a long-running, decades-long, expanding series of things with a bunch of threads and narrative threads and characters we care about. We want to resolve one really nailing it and one n- thus far not nailing it. Uh, before we do get into that, though, um, we are going to do some fitness talk. Oh yeah, but I what wanted to fitness? start with I wanted to start with Kyle. You said you had an interesting story. Something happened to you today. I did, and we're going to start with that. I was driving down here not 15 minutes ago before we finished before we started recording this podcast, and I was uh, driving down I-35, which part of the reason we were now record on Sunday mornings. I live up in North-ish Central Austin. Armin uh, lives in South Austin. If you want the exact address, DM me. I will give it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was heading down here, down I-35, no traffic, Sunday mornings, no traffic, a lot easier to get down here, speeding along, another car in front of me, kind of an old, I want to say maybe it was a Toyota, like 4Runner, kind of like maybe 20 years old or so, and then all at once, as it changed lanes, I think in front of me, and was riding in front of me for a second, the sunroof, something on the sunroof... So something on it that flew off the top of the car. No. And it took me a second to realize as it floated off the top of the car and began arcing its way towards the hood of my car that it was the sunroof. What? The whole tinted sunroof, which then, and I wasn't 100% sure. I thought like maybe mm-hmm. it's like a mm-hmm. mesh thing that was like there is a sunshade because it was tinted glass, so it was black, flew up arced through the air like a goddamn Michael Bay movie and then hit the concrete immediately in front of my car, exploded into shattered glass, and my car, not unlike a Michael Bay movie, (laughs) drove directly through an explosion of shattered glass, which I heard go clickety-clackety-tinkety-tink all across my windshield, roof, hood, the whole fucking thing. And then I turned to Martin Lawrence and I said, well, I guess that makes us bad boys too. And then I fucking gunned it and I killed those fucking drug dealers. Anyway, the point being, this actually happened and the whole thing happened so quickly, it was like off, up, down, shatter. And then I was just fine. And so I was just like, holy shit. 
there was no one else here to witness this. <laughs> yeah. So the next Martin thing Lawrence I did disappears. The next thing I did was I legitimately did gun it, get right up closer behind the guy, uh, and then took a picture of his license plate because I'm like, I don't want to find out later that there's a bunch of broken glass in my like AC intake or something, and then just have to fucking eat that cost. So I have your fucking license plate, you son of a bitch, for driving away after clearly launching a projectile in another vehicle. Yeah, um, fuck you. Yeah, hitting the eject button like that. Yeah, but assuming that didn't happen, it's a Toyota feature. Yeah, assuming it didn't happen, I'm kind of happy for the experience. That was pretty. That was pretty cool. Got the adrenaline like pumping this early in the morning. That's right. I am fully erect right now. That's a now. great way to start a Sunday, I feel yeah. like. Like yeah. a close brush with something that could be dangerous but really isn't Kyle dangerous. But blasting then, his gospel well, music as uh, usual. Yeah, but then yeah, the so adrenaline exactly. crash is going to happen halfway through this episode. You guys just set it up so it'll happen again. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. That's how better. Is, how See lots of action this morning. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> please, please don't spill everything. For those listening, my mic cord just knocked over Cliff's Lacroix. So, all right. Which you're, I mean, really, you're doing him a favor. <laughs> yeah. Lacroix is awful. Oh come on. Let's. Let's. Uh, I'm. I'm glad. I'm glad that you. Uh, I'm glad that you had a a close brush. Yeah. The closest brush with death that you would want. Thus on a far, Sunday this morning. is about as dangerous as my life gets. I grew up in Dallas. So. Isn't it? Isn't it just? Isn't it intoxicating? It was pretty. It was nice. In fact, I I think I just need to keep pushing it to the edge and from now don't on. Don't you just want to keep doing marginally dangerous things? When when I Katie know. leaves for the weekend and and you come by unannounced on Armin, you'll catch him just trying <laughs> to lift the fucking power outlet. He's just like, I want to feel the rush. I want to feel that rush. I can rush. just get my tongue in that outlet. <laughs> this is like that movie Flatliners. Where but we come over here. <laughs> where Kiefer Sutherland and Julia Roberts flatline each other's hearts for the thrill of it. Absolutely. Anybody remember that movie? I remember that movie. Yeah. Sure do. They made a remake of it. Did they? Yeah. The movie was literally called Flatliners? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes I have dumb ideas, and then <laughs> it's nice to know other people do when they get made into movies. It's that yeah. intense early 90s kind of quasi-cyberpunk thing. It's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome. And by the way, with regard to that action beat, I know it sounds like I'm exaggerating. The coolest part is exactly as I describe it. That is literally what happened. I got to see it fly off the top of a car and thought, "Oh no, what's that?" Got to see it arc <laughs> through the air before it hit the ground. I remember thinking and arcing towards me very rapidly. I thought to myself, "Jesus, I hope that's not the actual sunroof." I got to watch it, and I have the image in my mind's eye of seeing it hit. And seeing it shattering into thousands of pieces, and then the full sensory experience of it clinking past the entire car—it was a fully cinematic moment that I experienced. Sounds awesome, and and it's did, hard to beat. Did you catch those Haitian drug dealers in the? Yes, end? oh, I sure did. I well, I drove up behind the guy and I took a picture of his. I love that they're so. Haitian. Yeah, <laughs> in Bad Boys too. In Bad Boys too, they were Haitian. Oh, yeah, great. And except in Bad Boys too, they got ahead of them by commandeering a medical vehicle. Or no, the Haitians got ahead of them by commandeering a medical vehicle. And instead of a sunroof, they, they were throwing corpses. cadavers. Yeah. Yeah, 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 medical cadavers. Have you not seen Bad Boys too? I, I haven't seen any of the Bad Boys. Mm. You should probably watch Bad Boys too. I, yeah, I love you, you, Will you, Smith. I don't understand why. I, I was gonna say it. it's got your boo in it, so mm-hmm. you, you got to do that. You uh, can skip Bad Boys One. Bad Boys Two is the masterpiece. What, mm-hmm. There's nothing you're missing. There's nothing. There's mm-hmm. there's nothing. There's not not any plot threads that continue on from the first to the second one. Saw. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> before we get into fitness talk, which we do mm-hmm. have some fitness talk, I'm wearing a shirt that was sent to us by CrossFit Morgantown, CrossFit Morgantown mm-hmm. and his name is, I 100% can't remember off the top of my head. D.H. Dave? Is his name Dave? I don't think so. I don't remember. But he sent us some shirts. CrossFit Morgantown did. Biffed it. Biffed it. Completely biffed it. But he also sent us this really nice note, which I haven't read yet. I'm going to read it for the first time oh. 
on the air. Chase, if you want, can you check the box to see if there's a name? Yeah. I really want to be able to attribute <laughs> this to the right person. All right, so uh, so if you haven't read this before, some embarrassing things could come out of this. Absolutely. He's going to talk about the weekend that you forgot about where you were both blackout drunk and you got crabs. All that stuff is going to come out here live on the podcast, folks. Uh, Give me one. I'm, I'm just going to look it up. Yeah, just look it up. Like we have the same network of people. So uh, here's, here's the note. It says, Armin and crew, greetings from West by, West by Good? God, Virginia. Damn it, Armin. <laughs> Golly. Yes, West by God, Virginia. Everybody knows this. Everybody. See, everybody knows this. I was the only one that yeah, did yeah. We're the only state that's next to God. Let's start Let's start again. Uh, greetings from West There's by a God. West Virginia? Virginia. Uh, awesome work during the open. Uh, this super fun to watch. Pumped to watch you grow. Oh, thanks, dude. I really appreciate it. Word. I'm sending you our iconic tees. They are pretty cool looking. It's a pretty yeah. sick t-shirt. Uh, if you can't see, I'm, I'm covering it up with this note. I'm going to keep reading. Uh, it says, on the front, you'll see a silhouette of West Virginia, along with our logo, marking our GPS, so you'll always know where to go. Ah, it must yeah. be the little star part. Uh-huh. So I'm assuming, yeah, that's the Perfect. Little, that is that is accurate. That is where Morgantown is. Okay. Thank you I very can, much, Chase, our local West, West Virginia expert. In far north West Virginia. That's really the only map. Yeah. That's the only map there is to the location. As it turns out, you <laughs> have to just drive past that vague GPS coordinates to keep honking your horn and see if you get a response. It's, it's just uh, like in the mouth of madness. Mm-hmm. There you go. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> on the back, you'll see our affiliate name written over a mountain ridge. Jeff. Wait. <laughs> really? His name's Jeff. All right. So Jeff did this. Thank you very nice. much, Jeff. Uh, on the back, you'll see. Our affiliate name written over a mountain ridge, a crest featuring 121002, representing our opening date. Wow. Cool. Around our logo, you'll see some abstract art honoring our code, our core values of friendship. It's a bear. Cool. Love. That's a dove. And that, that is representative because it rhymes. Yes. Anything that rhymes is representative of the thing it rhymes with. Yes. Love you kill doves after a wedding? You like crack their necks and it's like that wedding's hey, gonna last crack their necks drink their blood and if you if you don't vomit the wedding is gonna make it yeah yes. but if you vomit it's like instant just go to the courthouse now. yeah if you vomit it's an actual an annulment on the spot yeah uh and loyalty as represented by a wolf so thank you very much to jeff from oh and the, the card says friendship love and loyalty these are that, like they that, have like custom like made are we sure this isn't some sort of bond villain look at the quality of that card that's yeah, printed in like, metallic it's gold it's matte ink. with metallic gold oh, no. that, that's, that's way too fancy for a mere uh, crossfit affiliate owner so I, my point is it's like later on after fucking like we realize that those shirts are spying on us with secret microphones we're gonna be like wait a minute show me that note one more time and we'll pull it out and we'll start finding all the shit that's hidden in it yeah there's like a piece of there's like a piece of paper with like little cutouts and then you like cover the note with it and it spells out like Mm -hmm. i'm actually fitter than matt fraser or something (laughs) plus we realize that when you open the card it starts playing margaritaville what would like a crossfit bond villain want to be able to do anyway like bond villains all outside of like maybe the quantum of solace one who just wanted to control water what is dave castro up to Noise. Nice. No, I think we'll uncover. We'll, there's some hidden code in that text, and the message it'll read is, "I'm looking at you right now." Oh, nice. I think he's, he's right at out all there times. Uh huh. Uh huh. Holy shit! It's Bowie. He's hidden inside of Bowie. <laughs> the, the shirt has very like Russian propaganda vibes to me. When I look at it, I feel like 
And then the back. The back is very heavy duty. I have not even looked at the shirt. It's I like, just put it on. It's like a big <laughs> it feels like a big poster to be like just obey. Walking in a circle. There's shit on my back. There could be like there could literally be just a dick on the back of my shirt and well, I have no idea. Not well, a I dick, can't but I can't worse. affect <laughs> say it is can't, a dick. Cannot confirm nor deny, but <laughs> it's definitely a dick. Either way, uh shout out to Jeff from CrossFit yes. Morgantown. Huge hugely appreciate all of the support and and this is a this is really a, a message to anybody listening this to this. This is key. The affiliate owners listening to this, mm-hmm. the athletes listening to this, the uh, faux athletes listening to this. If you send us a well-written note, even a poorly written note, and you send us free shirts, mm-hmm. I'll wear the shirt mm-hmm. and I will butcher the note and forget your name yes. on the podcast. A classic arm and move. Mm-hmm. And, and if you send me a shirt, I will work out poorly in that shirt because all my workouts are poor and then when people at the gym ask oh that uh crossfit morgantown or crossfit wherever that shirt on uh is that where you learned how to work out so poorly i'll say taught me everything i know (laughs) (laughs) that's his gift i feel like i feel like if anything this is uh the the note and the shirts was just a major flex to be like we have the most badass shirts and then secondly we want to design the sand athlete shirt. I just want to say, mm. if anyone can top the the quality of this custom think, printed mm-hmm. note card, guys, I think you're setting the bar far too high. Let me allow me to simplify the message. If you send us literally anything for free, we'll probably bring it up on the podcast. So you don't need to be wasting time with notes. We would appreciate it though. You don't need to be wasting time with messaging, just packaging. <laughs> just send us stuff like. I enjoy fucking Cool iPads. Ranch Doritos. If you send me a bunch of Cool Ranch Doritos, I'll lie. open it up and I'll be like, "Hey guys, thanks for sending me those cool an- those Cool Ranch Doritos." So I'm just saying, like, send whatever you want uh, to Armin's uh, personal address. How did they mail this to us? How they did sent this it work? to Chase. Oh, okay, so Chase's personal address. Yeah. yeah. Generally speaking, by the way, when I was a child, I was told don't get into cars with strangers, yep. don't share personal information <laughs> so, so with strangers. Armin, Armin's thing is like, I will just willingly give up Chase's address because <laughs> if it explodes, he'll survive. He's so, fit. So here's a question. Should we establish He doesn't a, have a family or dogs. <laughs> should expendable. <laughs> should we establish a sand P.O. box for the sand fans there is to a P- start to there send is a us P.O. stuff? Box. Is there? Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's, <laughs> there is a peel box. It's oh, just really? very, very tiny, and I, I never check it, so it's oh, probably okay. full of a bunch of shit. Interesting. So we should put that address out there so that our fans, uh, which are v- numerous, multitude, yeah. numerous and wealthy, well off, uh, they're going to send us uh, all sorts of free shit. So, yeah. Especially their t-shirts. I also now have a CrossFit Morgantown t-shirt. And when did I get that t-shirt? Well, Chase gave it to me when we were getting a ride back from. Avengers Endgame. We're not there yet. Oh, okay. Chase Shit. PR. It was a good transition, <laughs> though, and I want fucking transition. credit for it. That was a great transition. It was really solid. Let's it. just save it, cut no. it, and put it randomly Later on, after someone this. Later when, when it comes time, I want you to make another reference to the t-shirt, and I'm going to do it again, because what they say is, it's always better the second time. Well, comedy is in threes, yes. so you need to do it two mm-hmm. more times. It, it's a it hat on good. a hat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of fitness, Chase, Chase uh, PR'd both his snatch and his clean Crazy. Yeah. This week. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Serious O-lifting. This is really counter to the themes of this whole show. We were trying to say that O-lifting has been too central, and here Chase goes, setting PRs. I'll, I'll you tell know. you this. It was purely purely uh, incidental. Of I course mean, it was. All I've been doing is deadlifting and, and back squatting with very little Olympic lifting work. And mm-hmm. It's almost like getting stronger makes you makes you better at things that require a lot of strength like what could have helped these strength lists other than all of my work on strength to be completely fair though your issue with either of those lifts has nothing to do with strength 
it's Never. absolutely an efficiency <laughs> thing. So really, the best thing for you would have been to do any sort of snatch work or yeah, work. Yeah. But either way, we're tell working us. on it. We're Talk working on it. Yeah, I've seen you. Yeah. So, uh, oh shit. What what day did we PR snatches? Wednesday. Whatever. It was mm. one of these days. Tuesday. Tuesday was PR snatch day. Nice. It was a ten minute imam, and uh, it just said go like build. It didn't say like max out. But the dude that I work out with, one of the one of the kids that I work out with. Uh, he's a college kid. He texts me in the morning. He said, fuck yeah, it's snatch day. Are we going to PR this shit? And wow, I, me to me, I'm like, I fucking hate snatch day. This is, I was going to maybe hit 225. That'd be, that'd be fine. If I hit 225, that'd be fine. But since the brand that I've put out for, for junior, the, the kid that I, that I work out with is, uh, fuck yeah, that, that type of guy, you know, mm-hmm. like let's crush mm-hmm. shit and always PR. I had to stay on brand, and I re- <laughs> replied with, fuck yeah, I love Snatch Day too," <laughs> knowing full well that was a lie. Then you went and threw up in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I went and threw up in the toilet. <laughs> also, I'm going to use the idea of staying on brand in context where it doesn't apply like that. I'm going <laughs> to use that analogously when talking about different my interacts with different groups of friends. Go I on. had to eat the entire enchilada platter. It's very on brand for Cliff <laughs> and the image I'm putting out there in the world. <laughs> People would be disappointed if I didn't order the grande platter and finish the whole thing. The fans would. It's like what? What would a Kyle Bogart do in this situation? Uh, yeah, that's what I would do. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not necessarily what you want to do. It's what you have to do to keep the exactly. keep the momentum going. It's important. It's important to put a consistent image out there on social media and out there so that you can begin to to attract. Anyway, continue. <laughs> it must be. So. Jesus, it must be so wonderful to. Uh, to have training partners that you communicate with in excited ways and commiserate with and talk about your training and stuff like that type of camaraderie yep. three quarters of the people sitting at this table have zero of that no not yeah, no yeah you guys should get that. me it's, to do anything it's, positive it's one of the main pillars of crossfit is community <laughs> you have to establish that or else you won't survive the training yes, but generally. the basis for the community is giving a shit about workout performance yeah. i think that's of the fundamental base you level. gotta change what that is yeah. you can't yeah. care about performance you only have to care about how heavy you can go with uh questionable form is yeah. it that's is true. it crazy it's only heavy o lifting is the important i've thing. got kind of a crazy idea into. guys yeah, yeah. And I don't know if this is a thing that can possibly exist, uh-huh. but what if we started our own tired is enough like text group? Yes. On Discord? Anyone who wants <laughs> to just jump into it can jump into it. Uh huh. And all of us just subscribe to the tired is enough. So, like, someone will post. By all of us, you mean the four of us or no, all of us? No, I mean, the like, fans. whoever the wants. Because oh, we need I don't to create. people knowing my personal number. We can, we can find ways around I will that. T- I will tell you in short how this goes. How does it go? Yeah. All of us are in it. All of us are in it. Everybody that participated on the sand leaderboard are in it. (laughs) (laughs) For for one week, it's a bunch of dicks, and then the rest of the time, it's it's Tyler Tanusian telling us how fucking fit he is. Luke from the UK, (laughs) Lukey DB DB from the UK. Don't forget. Flexing don't on forget, a super don't hard. Gay day Chuck, dude. Uh, Gay day Chuck's in there, and he's just like, "Guess what? I did 150 wall balls in two minutes." This question: Are, Is there some sort of board? We should create like a satire is enough board. Maybe not a text chain, but is there is there like an old school like you a know, group chat of yeah, some group sort? Chat of yeah. some sort. And on, that way, that way on we a can, really sketchy like yes, anonymous yes, chat like, app that you use for like sex hookups. What's the uh, uh, kick? 
That's it. That's what it should be. Like a GeoCities. Why do I know that? We can create a GeoCities website. Yes. <laughs> but only accessible with a VPN that makes your IP address look like it is from Thailand. Oh wait, the only Hell way we yeah. should the only way Bangkok. we should it's uh, uh we should only we should our official board should be the comment section under Trevor Bachmeyer's workout video that he submitted to the <laughs> Open. That's <laughs> the official scan that we just the chat, chat in there room moves each exclusively. week exclusively. It moves to his latest video post. That'd yes. be great. Uh, just forever. Listen, so I decided to treat this EMOM max out <laughs> just like I do my back squat and deadlift max yeah. out days mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, every two minutes, every three minutes, it, yeah. I, I write out the numbers I'm going to hit mm-hmm. beforehand and I make sure I'm ending with two sets that are well above, not mm-hmm. well above, but above my PR. Yeah, yeah. So like if my PR for, for snatch, for instance, was 235. So I made sure my ninth set was 240 and then my 10th set would be 245 or 250. And uh, when I do that, I'm like, oh, it's written on the board. I have to do it. Mm-hmm. And it just uh, mentally makes it easier. I don't have to think about what I'm putting on and off. That's good. I, that's interesting, though. The whole, I've, I guess I've never really pursued that idea. The, so it's an EMOM to get where you just are snatching every minute, and you're just, but you're trying to go for a PR the whole time. That's yeah. the basic idea. Because I notice that what will often happen with me is I'll get right up to a threshold where I've lifted before, then I'll add a, just like a tiny amount more weight, and then I'll be like, I should probably do a lap of the gym, you know, really get myself ready. And then I'll just so freak myself out by waiting too long before I attempt that lift that by the time I get back to it, I can't feel it anymore. That's and so I think that I might even try some. I can see the value of that. I, because yeah. I, can't I strongly get recommend yeah. uh, not going for like true maxes on, yeah, a, yeah. on a clock, but absolutely it's for something like weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Like, Get used to, to doing it on a clock. It's so good. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, what we learned from the 2009 CrossFit Games is that the best way to PR on your deadlift is to do it as a 30-second EMOM of uh, single reps on the deadlift, mm-hmm. and you'll get to PR at the end. Yeah, that's honestly, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a lot easier the, when you have a bunch the legs of bars will set down. up. Though. Mm-hmm. I, I did the same thing for the cleans, but the cleans instead of being in the gym, I was in the garage, uh, so I didn't follow the clock mm. strictly. I fell off the clock around the seven-minute mark, and I was just like. Ah, fuck. Like, it's whatever. And I ended up probably like two or three minutes after the 10 minute EMOM window had, had expired. But uh, mm. I ended, ended up hitting 335. Nice. Up until then, my, my max was 330. That is fantastic. But it, it's, it's complete. It was a complete garbage clean. Uh, the difference between. It can't be a garbage form. clean. It was 335 pounds. Uh. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> How wide did his feet go? I gotta say, oh, he he squat cleaned it, oh, yeah, but it was absolutely good. not. It was it was. It's here. The problem is the the upper body. Oh, I don't. I didn't caved in the middle. Yeah, my 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 arms are basically just like this. He mm. like, he's stuck super to my side. fast. Like he got under the bar super quick, but his his technique is is not super clean mm-hmm. and so 335 pounds actually crashed down on <laughs> like so fucking strong got it really high up there's like 350 in there uh-huh. but it crashed down uh-huh. so aggressively on him i'm shocked that he was able to save it it was actually really impressive so it was, it was like, a really impressive lift so it was like one of those it was like on looney tunes when like daffy duck has to like hold up a big fat lady and he's like whole body's trembling yeah you know, that's, that's almost small, exactly what it was like what it is yeah so yeah. it's like there's so much room left in that yeah in the, the, the legs are plenty strong i just have to figure out how to like make a shelving unit mm-hmm. for it Yes, yes. Like to hold the weight. Yeah. Yes. How do you do that? Uh, well, you do some probably like position work on your front squat <laughs> and some tempo work on the front squat <laughs> with yes. heavy weight. You should try just doing some sit-ups. You know, really core strength, I think, is important. Yeah, just crunches. Like a couple sit-ups I, will take care of I it, I think. I it's think. just this, the yeah. mobility in my arms. Oh, so you think mobility is stopping your arms. I mean, this thing. definitely could help. Yeah. I also don't clean with a belt. 
Because mm. I don't know how. Yeah, you should probably start doing that. That's yeah. stupid. <sighs> also, do you squat with a belt? Yeah. You should probably start cleaning with a belt. Nah, that's whack. Oh, man, clean cleans would just take my spine right out without a belt there. Yeah, the belt would help a lot. What was that whole bending? I don't in the feel anything part? in my spine. When it's that gross, no, nothing hurts other than my wrist. Mm. You should you should use a belt, but do like the, the strange like um, power lifter belt positioning where you put it like... Up right underneath, underneath my titties. The, yeah, right underneath the titties. <laughs> and then mm. I can't cave forward because yeah. there's a big leather block. There you yes. go. Genius. Yeah, yeah, just one bad idea. boob set on yeah. either side of mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Over the top. There's nothing like potentially cracking a rib just for the fuck of it. Just a bit of a nip hang. It's not uh, just for the fuck of it. It's, 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 although it's for, it's for PR. PR. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Although Kyle reminds me of a long gestating idea for a uh, lifting program that we ought to start. Start doing a day a workout of the day. Uh, when you mentioned Daffy Duck holding up the fat lady and trembling, mm-hmm. that just does remind me that I think the best fitness program for guys is uh, girl lifting, clearly, because <laughs> you have male cheerleaders, you have male figure skaters, you have male ballroom dancers. What do they do? They lift women over their head all the time. You know what they are? They're, they're jacked. They have jacked shoulders and stuff. I think, why do you need to lift any more than, it's it's a hundred Let's say maximum like 100 for these kind of girls, 130-pound odd object. You have a hard time holding on to it, a lot of stabilization there. I think there should be a workout of the day for uh, girl lifting Mm. written by us. The only problem is, of course, acquiring the girl, but that's your problem, folks, to work out in your own personal life. Mm-hmm. If, yeah, if you can't find one, just grab mm-hmm. whoever's at your local global gym. Yeah. Just oh, tell yeah. her that it's for a set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just tur- Turkish hey, do you get spotting tur- me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sure. Come over here. <laughs> Turkish get up with girl. Five left arm. Five right arm. <laughs> <laughs> Misogyny fit. <laughs> do you go like bowling ball? <laughs> Dear God. Uh, Armin, you went in some dark place. I wouldn't go in there at all. I was trying to put be your finger into G-rated. your fucking weight plate, would you? Yep. <laughs> I was all PG. Where did, did you, you where do you come with this shit? Did you Dear see God. the hesitation, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> I was so I'm so ready to like bowling not ball? go there. But <laughs> this, is a, this is a PG show. I think Armin 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 just never has seen a video of a guy doing a Turkish get up with a chick, you know, with her all so wrapped he, up. He's just like, that. you That's must fine. put your hand up her butt, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just marionette style. <laughs> Not marionette. Uh, that that make, was dummy. That's I what I was trying to say. I think it's significantly easier. Yeah. Because you're like offloading so much of that weight and balance just into your arm now. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Armin's, you're supporting all Armin's of that just weight genuinely just on your wrist and hand. <laughs> That's going to be I, on the I internet can't forever. Believe I said that. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That's what it feels like to be me, Armin. Yeah. Take check it out Gosh. to the navel. I, I have to applaud. That's normally the direction I would take something you were saying. So the the the, uh, the last uh, the student the has become the master. The, master. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, the circle is complete. Don't, don't worry, guys. I'm going <laughs> to sabotage my own network now. <laughs> uh, but let's not detract from what's important here, which is Chase PR'd his clean. Did you say what your snatch PR was yet? Have you? Oh. S- uh, 245. 245. I'm almost, oh, I'm almost to arm and level fitness. Mm, this is, is a good point. That yeah. is a good point. I think I can get 255. Yeah. All right. I guess I guess it's my turn next to get a 335 clean and a 245 snatch. Hell so yeah, I can dog. be there with you guys. Do it. All I just need to do is a bunch of TRT. That's actually mm-hmm. the, the I've never cleaned um I've never cleaned that much. So that's that's now Chase is officially <laughs> I also than have clean. never cleaned that much. And in that way, Armin, we are both equals. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely true. So so long Absolutely as that's true. the standard. 
but we uh, are the same. No, it's, it was uh, it was it was good. Chase is getting super fucking fit and strong, and uh, yeah, man. Hopefully, we get an invite to the Granite Games. This October Open yeah. is going to be really interesting for you, I think. How did the Granite Games uh, qualification stuff go? They they went well. I only did all the workouts once. I yeah. did no redos. Um, yeah. That was my style for this. Uh, but we submitted our names this Monday for a team, and they put us on the team leaderboard, and we're currently uh, 18th or ni- 19th mm-hmm. out of out of 35 teams that they're going to be taking so nice so hopefully we so stay within that t- well hopefully we stay within the top 35 there's a chance the the polls don't close until monday the option to build a team doesn't close until monday mm-hmm. so we'll we'll see nice. uh what happens hell hopefully, yeah hopefully we're able to hold on man uh isn't this shirt super cool was there oh right so you know the thing about that shirt is i'll tell you what i'll do you one better so I, I remember you guys have been hitting it pretty hard because I remember we went to the movies the other mm-hmm. night and you guys walked in looking swole. I could tell as soon as you guys walked in that and I just I just was like oh they just came from the gym because I see you guys all the time and in in life you're not very impressive looking. I got yeah. neither one of you, Thank but you. you walked into the I theater. Tried. We walked into the theater to see whatever movie we were seeing at the time. You walked into the theater, and I could tell that both of you guys had been hitting it hard all day long. So anyway, what movie were we seeing the other day when you guys came in looking all jacked? I think Shock it was, a lot. I think it was Shock. Yeah, that's true. And it's funny because it was the 15-year anniversary of Shock a Lot. Yeah. Uh, which Johnny Depp was there. Yes. It was, it was wonderful. God, I want to make jokes, but I remember nothing about that movie. Never even seen it. Well, yet. the Alamo menu was I didn't great, know the though. They had Juliet dishes there only for this one screening this is truffles chocolate truffles a hundred dollars a piece it was very expensive avengers we were seeing avengers <laughs> <laughs> we did see avengers guys wow. seeing avengers endgame now that now that we've gotten all we've just wrung all the fitness dry out of this mm-hmm. episode nothing more fitness wise happened in the last seven days in the world major like the only one doing fitness here. spoiler <laughs> alerts major major spoiler alerts there yes. are going to be major spoilers abounding within the next whip, whip, thirty whip, seconds. Whip. Major, major spoilers. Spoilers are going to happen. Yes, and we will resume this conversation after the following four-minute silence. You're going to be spoiled. <laughs> You're going to be surprisant. <laughs> okay, so we all saw Avengers Endgame, <laughs> uh-huh. and all of us have seen it at least twice. At least twice. Uh-huh. Yeah. I actually saw it three times. Because Armin texted me as I was seeing it the third time, asking, "Hey, you guys uh, want to uh, want to see it again on Sunday or not?" Just turned in the twice, and I responded, "Yeah, I'm fine." Because <laughs> I, I was just seeing it the third yeah, time. Right yeah, yeah. K- Kyle mentioned that you went and saw it again yesterday morning. Yeah, I was I was bored. <laughs> I, I, was, I woke up early, surprisingly early for a Saturday, and was like, "Hmm, I don't have any plans till like two o'clock." What else going on? Oh, yeah. All I'm doing is sitting around watching YouTube videos of people reviewing Endgame and breaking down the Easter eggs. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go and watch Endgame again. And I did. And it was a great decision for a great day. Mm-hmm. That's yes. interesting because I don't know if I could I don't know if I could do a third for those of you for those of you keeping track cliff has now seen uh nine hours and 15 ish minutes of endgame in the last 48 hours yeah the reason you see movies multiple times in the theater is not to watch the movie i'm not watching the movie the third time i am watching the audience Mm. i'm experiencing the emotional ebbs and flows the audience and the reason avengers endgame is great to see with audiences especially when it's a full house was filled with a significant chunk of people who haven't seen it is because there's so many emotional ups and downs, so many crying moments, so many cheering moments. I want to re-experience that. It's like a reaction video 
but in life. Yes. It's like a reaction oh. video of the whole theater live. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. A big part of my enjoyment during the film was two seats down on the right side of our little group. There was uh, just some chick sitting next to her boyfriend, uh, and uh, she was just leaned fully forward on the table at the Alamo, and she just had her hands on her face, and she was just gesturing wildly at everything that happened, and then turning towards her boyfriend, and apparently hitting her boyfriend in the leg when things were happening, which, in between us, was my buddy Dave, who went to go see it with us, and apparently she was hitting him to the degree that his legs were hitting Dave's legs (laughs) over the course of the movie, and that ties you into the movie experience. I enjoyed the movie more because of her big reactions Exactly. That's what I'm there for. Yeah, yeah, that's how I felt the second time that when we watched it together. I, yeah, was, yeah. I was really into hearing the crowd uh, mm-hmm. sort of have their moments at the, at, mm-hmm. at the yeah, my, moments. The, the crowd movie. that I saw it with the second time, they they were just dead. No, mm-hmm. Nothing happened. Mm-hmm. I like kept trying mm-hmm. to like keep eye out, you know, for all the big moments because I knew it was coming. Yeah. And everyone was just like crickets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, you, are you guys asleep? Like, are you asleep? Oh, you, see, you should see an early during the day movie too because kids will be there and they'll be crying and their parents will be consoling them live in the theater <sighs> as they're I crying and bottle some kids tears towards the movie. That is theater. Yes. That is theater. Yes. And in the corner, like some like tough like coach style dad will just be slapping his boy in the face saying, fucking toughen up. Don't cry. Crying's for girls. I'm going to cut your head off. <laughs> <laughs> you get the full human experience. So uh, anyway, man. uh, I thought it was really good. Let's talk about the next topic. Yes. Uh, <laughs> good done. and done. Done and done. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, I, I, there was there was definitely some emotional moments. Like I watched it the first time I watched it, I watched it with Katie. And uh, I watched, we watched like the couple of the trailers right before we left mm-hmm. to, to go check it out. And uh, I was sort of like getting a little emotional just watching the, the trailers before we watched the movie because I was like, wow. Like I was a child, twenty-two movies ago, mm-hmm. right? This this entire thing started, and I was just a wee little boy, a wee lad who a wee was boy. nineteen. <laughs> so I guess I wasn't whose, really whose a child. Whose testicles had yet to descend? I was I was a child. That's right. I had yet, yet to hit puberty. You know what? You know what else happened in two thousand eight when Iron Man came out? I started crossfitting. Uh-huh. That's that's the that's equivalent. True. That's the same with us. Yeah, that's, that's, same. that's the equivalent too, yeah. journey that I've taken with with this. this yeah, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's true. Begins with roughly within a few months of when I started crossfitting, yeah. and now it has ended right uh, in synchro- in perfect synchronicity with me giving up on fitness and health <laughs> completely. So really, Jesus, the I was journey. fifteen. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and so so oh, I was twenty. Three, I guess. I think the, the I think that that <laughs> that and that's our age difference. Math, everybody, figure it out. <laughs> I'm not doing. I'm not going to do the work for you. Twenty eight and fifteen, figure it out. Sixteen, yeah. carry the one. Yep. Uh, the 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 fact that we're we're living in a world where this thing actually was pulled off, uh-huh. and they they they. I was confident going into it that they were going to stick the landing, mm-hmm. and the fact that it actually did stick the landing to me logistically is. Like, it, it, like, makes me feel warm all over. Mm-hmm. Just, just the fact that it actually all came together into, like, something really fucking cool well, and thing, creative and fun. One thing I was thinking about was how there's, and again, getting into spoiler territory and everything, there was that whole, I began, especially on the second time I was watching it, I began to appreciate a sort of, uh, a kind of, a narrative element that has a little bit of a symbolic kind of meta quality, which is the whole Doctor Strange at the end of Infinity War saying like it's a 1 in 14 million chance and then they put a lot of emphasis on that especially in the final battle 
when Doctor Strange comes back, Iron Man sees him and he's like, is this the one in a 14 million? He says, if I say it, it's not going to happen. And right before Iron Man goes to steal the Infinity Stones from fucking Thanos and get it back, he holds up that one finger and they rack focus to the finger. And the the meta aspect there is I think some part of some part of the whole celebration of the movie is not just the resolving this incredible story for these this incredible like preposterous I can't believe they pulled it off story for the characters but also doing that victory lap for the series as a whole for the this insane endeavor that Marvel set out to do in 2008 it was a one in a million one in 14 million chance that they could have actually pulled this off that they actually in the the one reality where the best of the best of the best versions happened such that they could actually dunk on the world as hard as they did with this entire fucking thing we'll talk about box office in a moment and that kind of actually resonated with me the second time when it was like it was like literally the climax is about to happen iron man's about to go towards him about to fucking grab the things and dr strange just holds up that one finger and that one finger means we fucking did it (laughs) one in 14 million marvel pulled this entire thing off and saved the world of movies. That's but I probably true. I wouldn't be surprised if it's an inside joke oh, from sure back, back in the it's, original Iron Man. What are the odds we're actually going to finish 20-something movies and end with a fucking Infinity Gauntlet story? Yep. Uh, one in 14 million, but it's still worth trying. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was Absolutely. the equivalent of uh, Jordan putting up how many, how many championships he's going <laughs> to win after he won the last one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, if only I knew anything about real sports, I would know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, well, he would always put up. He'd always hold up after the championship game. Mm-hmm. The next, the next one. So oh. if he just won his fifth one, he was like fucking six. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. He's goddamn gotcha. Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's Go. true. I dig it. Yeah, the uh, the so the movie. Uh, I don't know where to start. So basically, the movie has. Uh, a much more, I would say, traditional structure than Infinity War did. For I, sure, but I think it 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 hit, uh, it hit like the marks that Infinity War did, like the the surprising twists and turns, the direction, like who knows, who knew what direction we were going to go in, uh, and was able to deliver, uh, what I felt like was pretty pretty fucking satisfying. Sort oh, of, for sure. For sort of journey well, and conclusion. And, what, and just to kind of kick us off here, I think that one of the things that's really interesting about this movie is that it is a this big conclusion to this whole fucking story. It's the conclusion to all this Marvel shit. It's the, it's the follow-up to the cliffhanger that was Infinity War. It's the mm-hmm. sequel, in a way, to Captain Marvel. And all of this shit, which is awesome uh, and stuff. But what is amazing, given all of that, given that they are that Marvel is, is sort of past the point of giving a fuck, and they really can do whatever they want for this film, they made, I think, a very uh, bold decision, which was to really allow the film to exist on its own terms, and really genuinely surprise the audience. So there was n- almost it se- felt few concessions made to delivering what people would expect out of uh, a big science fiction superhero blockbuster and really going pretty goddamn hard, especially for the first half of the movie, into denying that expectation, something we talked about a lot uh, when we talk about the difference between new Game of Thrones and old Game of Thrones, Oh yeah, something that it becomes satisfying by virtue of deliberately subverting your expectations, a lot like old Game of Thrones used to do, so that when ultimately those expectations are satisfied is an incredibly surprising and inevitable and cathartic way at the end, it feels all the better. And so that big difference 
difference being, again, as we jump into spoilers, holy shit, five minutes in, we see Thanos, or five minutes in, it was probably 30, but it felt like five, given the length of the film. Yeah, about 15 we, minutes. Yeah, 15 minutes in, we see Thanos, but it's not the Thanos, because we go into this film with an expectation. We go in with the ex- expectation that it will be the slow build towards the eventual confrontation with Thanos, where they will beat him, and then in beating him, somehow get the Infinity Stones and set everything right. And instead, they deliver us a Thanos who is not the same Thanos we saw at the end of the last film, a Thanos who is injured, who is burned, who is weak, and he is defeated almost immediately. And he is defeated almost immediately because the the Infinity Stones are gone and so there's legitimately no hope they it's it's kind of like i kind of joked we joked on the car on the way home that it's funny that josh brolin is there because it kind of reminds me of the end of uh no country for old men which is a bold choice to say about a fucking avengers movie where you begin the film by saying you're not going to get the satisfaction you want the infinity stones are gone thanos is defeated but he was weak and hobbled before he was defeated and then it just says five years later and it so 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 deliberately denies you what you want that you now in surprisingly at the end of a 23 movie series you enter the back two and a half hours of this film with really no concept of how it's going to play out Mm -hmm. and then they bring it home again at the end and that's a pretty impressive thing to do so uh cheers for that yeah for sure i think the the sort of setup and the time that they take in just really making it clear that everyone feels not just unresolved but Mm. fucking like broken yep after Mm. doing what we expected them to do at the end of this movie which is kill Thanos. Yep. Well, it's great seeing the little therapy circle with Captain America there. Yeah. Right at the end, <laughs> wherein, essentially, the entire conversation could have been taken from a serious indie drama mm-hmm. about dudes and until a therapy he says circle, Thanos. Until he says Thanos. <laughs> and then when he says, this is a serious scene, taken 100% serious, could be an indie, any really serious drama movie. And then when the word Thanos comes out, it could be silly, but you know what? I bought it. I was along for the ride. I was fine with it. And you know why? Because Chris Evans is goddamn Captain America. Yep. And anything he says, we believe. Yeah. And we immediately take seriously. He's like, oh, Thanos should have killed all of us. I'm like, goddamn right. Fucking Captain America. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the stakes that they... Mr. America. I, I think they did, they did a really good job. I mean, this is classic Russo brothers of being able to create a, a film that's hilarious and touching and dramatic and mm-hmm. action-packed and cohesive and coherent. Mm-hmm all in one with yeah. a thousand different characters to balance and each one of them with an interesting story and a twist yeah. and only being able to set them up with one line at a time or two lines at a time. Although, guys, I have an interesting bit of new information uh, from the... I watched the Red Letter Media half in the bag on, on this. Uh, Wait, this, before we get... I know what okay, you're going to okay, bring okay, up. Okay, Not, okay, let's okay, just okay, dig okay, into okay, the movie. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't really care about conspiracy theories about it being ripped off from an episode of Star Trek Voyager. We'll get to that eventually. <laughs> but uh, but, um, but what I want to say is like, well, the other next thing that happens is after that defeat, we get five years later, and there was like legit gasps in the audience when they say five mm-hmm. years later. And what's significant about that is these are not characters for whom, you know, if it, heroes lose in movies all the time, but they lose in that way where we very much feel, and the characters clearly feel that the losing is a stumbling block it's towards temporary. immediately bouncing back. Yeah, exactly. And what the five years later gives us in this film is it gives us that these characters, these versions of these characters, which are the versions we've been following, are characters for whom the loss, not just of the battle, but the loss of their friends and the loss of half of the world is their lived reality now. So these are 
changed, broken, deep, deep, deep into the dark timeline versions of our characters who, for whom like the loss of all of these people and the loss of that battle is their lived reality. And now you have to take these broken characters, which makes the film feel so fresh because we're kind of checking in with whole new versions of all of these, much more developed versions of all of these characters in this new reality. And we're having to work them out of it. And that's really exciting and interesting because they manage somehow despite the fact that we all know where everything's coming, they feel the loss so hard in the movie and it's so much a part of their lived reality that we ourselves begin to feel hopeful when there's even a suggestion of getting out of it. It feels new and not inevitable and not contrived, which is another thing mm. that is cool considering we're talking about Ant-Man returning from the time-traveling quantum realm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the least serious person brings maybe the biggest like spark the of biggest break in yeah. the movie. Mm-hmm. It, what's interesting um, is they, they use that to really set up the stakes for the three main uh, Avengers that they follow throughout this thing, which is um, uh, Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor. Uh, and like the the, oh, yeah. the changes <laughs> that each of them go through and like the arcs that all of them have to follow are really uh, interesting and well executed because mm-hmm. they they weave it into the actual story so well. Like you know, Captain America having lost to fucking Thanos mm-hmm. and having lost his entire life to like this never ending war. Like oh, I fell in love in forty five, and and then I entered the ice, and I I never got to mm-hmm. you know be with Peggy. And then there's like Iron Man who's like, I fucking saw this coming, guys. Mm-hmm. I tried to tell you, and now everything's broken and we can't do anything about it. And then there's Thor who's like, but I, I killed him. I killed him, and it, it wasn't enough. Like, I should have mm-hmm. killed him before. I couldn't kill him then. I killed him, and now it's not enough. And like the- I the, love ho-hos. And, and, and now, <laughs> now, I, now I'm Fat Thor. And Fat <laughs> Thor is is uh the best thing probably one of the best surprises <laughs> yeah, of the yeah. entire yeah. movie did anyone else though see fat thor in his life and think oh looks pretty good to me yeah <laughs> like if <laughs> I, mean, I could just drink kegs of beer and play video games with two awesome monsters and live on a cool coastline i mean I'm what more saying, do you want out of life yeah, he's got it he's got half, it <laughs> when half the world is dead it's kind of your fault i mean it's kind of that's a nice consolation prize certainly yeah. you know iron, iron man and 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 thor definitely uh Definitely got the best break out of everything, yep. you know. The family yeah. versus the family, the real family that you want. Korg, video games, <laughs> yes. shitty cable, mm-hmm. and yes. uh, noob, fat. W- noob killer. Nude killer. <laughs> noob killer 69. Uh, and the funny thing is, the funny thing is that line gets, lo- both times I saw it, kind of gets lost because everyone's laughing from the previous joke. And it says, hey, that guy's online again. And he goes, <laughs> and he turns and he goes, nude killer. This <laughs> is his adversary. Thor's adversary is nude killer 69 uh, or something like that. And uh, I, I guess the that entire setup, that first act of the movie where they're setting up like everyone's fucking broken and they're trying to to maybe realize that there's there's potential here and fucking Ant-Man comes back mm-hmm. and Ant-Man's like, you know, all over the place and, you know, they, they go and visit, uh, they go and visit Tony Stark and, and, you know, they have this like, are you really going to base this on Back to the Future? Like, is uh, that going to be your, the rules yeah. that you're, you're trying to play by? Uh, and then bring the team back together. The Hulk reveal. Exactly. Of they, Hulk. Visit, they visit TRT Hulk. Yes. Oh, let's talk about TRT Hulk. Hulk Rogan, if you would. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, took the best of it, both worlds and combined them. Yes. Uh, Cl- and Cliff was the one who pointed that out, but he very much is this... That Bruce Banner, who's now combined himself with the Hulk, and I love how he's portrayed as this very self-actualized, positive, <laughs> like, listen, I'm working out more, bro. 
And I'm like this. He's taking Try selfies with people. Try the eggs. Try these eggs. And it's like <laughs> he it's probably a, does float tanks and occasionally ayahuasca too. DMT yes. trips. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, 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 I loved yes. it. Yeah, for sure. You knew he was high on something when he handed those two tacos to Ant Man. <laughs> 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 That's yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 little character moments uh, really sort of sort of come together. Like you know, uh, Nebula landing, and she's like. Brody, be careful. There's an idiot in the. In the <laughs> <laughs> and then that little that little section where they suddenly start playing the Kinks and like the Hulk and Hulk and and Rocket Raccoon take off in the back of that little truck to go visit Thor. Mm-hmm. That was so fucking good. Yeah. And like it was one of those utterly delightful moments, which is a complete moment that really works cinematically, works completely on its own terms. Not you know, it works within the context of the film, but we would never expect a moment like that. That that's that 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 is that fun and buoyant, and it just and and it's goddamn a, a fucking the Incredible Hulk and a raccoon going to visit Fat Thor on the coast. Which, by the way, I want to touch on that real quick. We've talked about with Avengers and with other of these films. People have said before, "Wow, it's really like." comic book storytelling seen on screen you know it's like really comic book storytelling characters coming in and out it's not just like the origin story of one hero like a spider-man but you know different characters different superheroes dipping in and out of uh, of the story and that was true i think at the time and that was as close as we had gotten avengers and then some of the subsequent films of civil war this movie however is really, and Marvel's way past the point of giving a fuck because they're just telling stories on their own terms now, really was the movie where it felt like comic book storytelling was just all restrictions, all, you know, all, all, uh, all accommodations and compromises taken off, free reign to tell comic book storytelling. In that, I remember reading comic books when I was a kid, and they're like, we should talk to Bruce about this. And then they would just cut to a diner where Bruce is in full Hulk mode, sitting there eating eggs, and they're having a conversation yeah. in the diner. I mean, that was the fun of Marvel Comics, is you never knew what fun, cool, grounded thing they would throw in next that we, where you would visit a familiar character, and you're like, oh, I can't remember. In this world, is Bruce Banner all hulked out, or is he this? It doesn't matter. He's just sort of popping into the story for a minute. And in this, when he pops in, and then he and Rocket Raccoon get in the back of a truck and then go to a coast to visit Fat Thor, who's playing video games with two guys from another planet, like, that scene is comic book storytelling. And the fact that that scene exists in a Hollywood movie that every, that that everyone in the world will see is a pretty incredible feat. Because if you had described the content of that scene to someone 10 years ago and said that is going to be in a movie, you would say that is literally impossible. Yeah. It would just freak people mm-hmm. out too much. I, I, I felt like when they moved into the time heist portion of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, it was... The, that was about the point... Because at mm-hmm. that point, you've seen a lot of different things that have surprised yeah. you, right? It's like... Um, You've been you've been pleasantly surprised by both Fat Thor and the fact that Captain Marvel has no role in the movie. So mm-hmm. both really big wins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you've seen sort of like you know Iron Man has a family now. That's that's pretty fucking yeah. interesting. And when I first saw that, I was like, oh, I, th- I, think, I think they're gonna make him choose. Like I think they're gonna have to make <laughs> oh, him choose sure. at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when they start moving into they the... On, they only give him a family so he can give it up. So they can give up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Luke only has the fucking computerized controls for the Death Star so he can throw it away and use yeah. the Force. Absolutely. Uh, and so, uh, you know, and, you know, Rey only has God-level Force no. abilities so that no. she can use them. No. Uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, the whole time heist portion of the movie... Uh, 
felt like the moment where I did exactly what that what that chick sitting next to you did was I literally sat forward and was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was so fucking like the moment they started saying, oh, like if we go to New York, like at a certain time, there are three time stones. There. I was like, there, there's no way they're going to fucking do it. And the moment <laughs> it like cuts and you see like the skyline and the battle mm-hmm, and it's yeah, like yeah. New York 2012. And then they do the the fucking iconic yep. Avengers like wraparound. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Oh fuck! Like they're they're literally doing a tour, like greatest hits tour right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. everything is gonna go fucking sideways. And, and that that sort of like callback, not just mm-hmm. actually moving them into it, but like they have that moment with Captain America in the elevator with all the all the guys that the same people that he was in the elevator with yep. in the in Winter Soldier, and they they kind of take that moment for him to be like, Hail Hydra. And then take, yeah. he takes the fucking scepter by yep. instead of beating the fuck out of him again yep. in another Rousseau Brothers movie. Yep, yep, yep. It, yep just yep, the, yep. the 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 creativity to me. There's a, a there's 14 million different ways that they could have taken this thing, and they took it in in a direction that was so fucking entertaining and so satisfying at the same time mm-hmm. that e- scene to scene. I had no idea what direction they were going to go in next. What mm-hmm. next crazy fucking mm-hmm. thing was going to happen? Like Loki picking up the Tesseract and just vanishing out. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. Yep. <laughs> That'll be the basis for the Loki TV show. There is a Loki TV show, and it's probably going to be that Loki just transporting himself around with the Tesseract. Fuck yeah. Now remind me. I'm confused. So Loki disappears with the Tesseract. Did they get the Tesseract back No, they go. They, they go back in time again. Oh, they went to a different... Yeah, they, they go the further back tesseract. in time. Yeah. Okay, because that's setting up Loki for the TV show. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Very cool. Yeah. Which, which I don't know, I don't know how, uh, I don't know how, you have to kind of throw out all the time travel rules, because they, they do kind of set up like, mm-hmm. oh, you can't follow, we don't, we're not following the time yeah. travel rules from all the other time travel movies you've seen, we're, we're making our own time travel rules. Which, but, by the way, was, was really a unique thing about the end game of Endgame, which was actually, for my mind, uh, really surprising, because I was expecting at some point, someone's going to hit the magic make everything better button, and all of the friends would show up for the big teddy bear jamboree at the end. And instead they set very specific terms for this new world that we're that, that we end yeah, in. Very distinct and different world. Very distinct and different world, which is this is the world where everyone died. Everyone stayed gone for five years. And then at the end, so as not to fuck anything up, we just brought back the people that Thanos made go away. We we reconstituted those people. So five years are still gone. The world is still in in, in disarray, uh, and the people who weren't part of that snapping out of existence stayed gone, which is really R. interesting. Yeah, R.I.P. Vision, R.I.P. Black Widow, which is the 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 more the, the more interesting oh, one, and also. That's- R.I.P. Gamora, who mm-hmm. we all assumed was going to be restored, and she is kind of, but she's restored as past. the past Gamora, which sets up really interesting stuff for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And it's just kind of like shit. Like, if you had asked me, are they going to bring Gamora back? I'm like, of course they're going to fucking bring Gamora back. You know, and, and and I was legitimately surprised that, like, nope, they're all fucking dead. They're dead and dead. And that's it. And there might be other versions of them that you meet, but they won't have the memories of the things. And I think that was pretty cool. So I just wanted, so there's a scene. Uh, after everything's kind of resolved, where uh, Barton or whatever his fucking name is, Ronan Hawkeye, Clint Barton, Clint yeah. uh, is standing looking out to the lake. Uh, Scarlet Witch is beside him, and he's like, "Man, I just he had to sacrifice Natasha to mm-hmm. get the Soul Stone." And he's like, "Man, I just wish there was some way to tell her, you know, that that it worked out." And Scarlet Witch is like, "She knows, they all know." And then they're like, 
commiserating and, and consoling each other and i wanted martin to just be like yeah but your guy wasn't like he's not real he's not like <laughs> you know yeah, he's a stone like, he was like a, a he was computer a, program he was a robot he was basically like a real doll you, you got, know i you mean got I, catfish i bet he threw a really good robot dick but i'm just saying <laughs> yeah. that like his purpose was to was to pass the butter pretty like, much. I, I bet if you wanted to <laughs> it was even the yellow stone it's perfect <laughs> I, I bet if you wanted to you could probably recreate him have you talked to Tony? Like, I, I guarantee you, he has an extra jar. The, the Mind Stone is still yeah. around. We can go back in the past and get the other Jarvis, and maybe. Yeah. Ooh, there's a there's a better. That's an alter. She just goes back and steals it from the other world, and then she creates to create Vision. Scarlet Witch becomes the new bad guy. Come on, guys. I mean, you could even itself. put it into his code, like all the memories. Like, remember that time. Yeah. I touched well, your place where is, the wiener was supposed to be. The other thing is, <laughs> and of course, just flat. It's Kendall. <laughs> It, I think it would Except be better. for a butthole. It's Kendall and then an actual butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be better if their conversation, though, by the pond was like, fuck, really kind of wish we had uh, told Bruce to add a couple asterisks to the end of that wish <laughs> right before he snapped his fingers. <laughs> it's like, I want to bring back everyone Thanos uh, got rid of, plus possibly also Gamora and Vision and Black Widow. <laughs> Hulk said when he snapped uh-huh. the first time that he really tried to bring Natasha mm-hmm. back, that yeah. he was trying to, th- but he just couldn't. Yes, so yes, let, yes. let's 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 talk about let's talk about the the uh, that sort of like really triumphant slash really shocking moment at the at, you know when they finally bring together all of the old Infinity Stones they've pulled from various yep. time streams. You know, Tony creates his own version of the Infinity Gauntlet, and you get to see this, like, crazy fucking moment of the Hulk wielding Mm. the Infinity Stones, Mm -hmm. Uh, and, you know, the, I think it it really sets up just how, you know, they, they set up, like, a, 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 a process by which the Gauntlet works in, like, a really interesting way, because, like, when Thanos first gets all the gauntlet. He has the same sort of like, I have the power. He has that like reaction, but mm-hmm. you don't really get the feeling that that's that's just how it happens. That's how mm-hmm. it has to happen. But now you see multiple people putting on the gauntlet multiple times, mm-hmm. and every single time it has that. So like they set up the fact that there's like a loading period. Like mm-hmm. yeah. you put it on, and then it has to it has to download an update before <laughs> you can snap your <laughs> PS4 out. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like I'm so pumped to play this video game. Oh, there's three and a half hours of updates on day one for me to download first. So uh, just the fact that he he puts it on, and we get to see that like moment of him struggling, getting the snap them realizing that it all worked yeah. and then immediately yes. getting fucking nuked yes. from orbit. Uh-huh. I, I, guess, I, I, I just love that they, they like cut the celebration of, of the snap working with an instant like yep. nuke to the face, like specifically Ant-Man's yep. face. Yeah, and, that's the thing, <laughs> and that is the thing that I thought was so elegantly handled about that moment is they, they delay the answer, like the big question, the question that we have to have answered immediately after the snap is, well, did it fucking work? Did we bring back the people? And they managed to delay our satisfaction of uh, our, 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 even distract us from the fact that we don't have an answer to that question with something so cataclysmic that it just overwhelms your ability. Like they, and they even, but they, just to confirm, they add in the one little thing where, uh, where, uh, where the chick from Freaks and Geeks calls, (laughs) uh, the chick from Freaks and Geeks calls Hawkeye uh and uh which to like give that little hope but we don't know we're not sure and it's just subtle enough it's subtle enough it's literally a cell phone ringing mm-hmm. with her picture on it it's just subtle enough 
Well, that she, she responds on the phone there. Yeah, you, you hear, hear that. Okay, yeah, you hear her voice, voice, yeah. But the, so it's just subtle enough such that when the explosion happens and the army pours in, we effectively kind of forget about it for a second uh-huh. so that when the fucking everyone starts to show up for the teddy bear jamboree, that uh, it's, it comes as a legit surprise. Like, oh, right, I forgot. They already succeeded at bringing all the heroes back. And uh, the teddy bear jamboree comes immediately after... What's possibly the best frame in a superhero movie yet? Absolutely, it is. Where we see Captain America, shield broken in half, facing off against Thanos and his entire army behind him yep. in a perfect goddamn a piece p- of art. Fucking Let, apocalypse, apocalypto fucking breakdown yeah. terrain mm-hmm. shit. Let's mm-hmm. let's, uh, let's talk Thanos. They turn the whole complex into. General rubble, so yes. they could have that art. <laughs> and I did notice, like, they have a big shot that comes down, which was clearly like a CGI assisted version of their studio setup, uh, of their whatever their studio set was where the battle was. It's like, what do we want this battle to take place on? A coastline or whatever? Just general rubble, so that we can. We have a lot of people. We got to shoot a lot of beats. We can't be thinking too hard about where shit takes place. Let's take this entire complex and make it. Basically the same combination of cement and dirt f- forever so that we can just keep <laughs> shooting action beats on it. Uh, yeah, so so let's talk Thanos because I'm I, inevitable. I felt like Thanos from Infinity War was probably one of the best comic book villains ever, if not the best mm-hmm. comic book villain ever. Yeah. And that's I'm not counting like the he Joker. He rapes and he saves. <laughs> I'm not counting like the Joker because I, I feel like that's like that's a different era version of comic book mm-hmm. movies. But yeah. Um, Thanos in uh, Endgame is is really interesting to me because it's not the same Thanos that successfully snapped everyone away, but it's it's almost like a new and or more dangerous version of Thanos. It's like a mm-hmm. brutal, savage murderer Thanos who's also super smart. Like Chase and I were talking about it, it was like the the moment Thanos sees. It, even just the little hint where uh, Nebula's like, you know, projects out like War Machine, mm-hmm. it's almost like he immediately knows everything that we know about yeah. what happened. He's, he's like, he can put two and two together because to him, the universe is like infinite. The possibilities are, of course, of course, in some version of the future, he's, he's succeeded. Already succeeded. And yeah. that there's, of course, these fucking Avengers that like stopped him last time are now able to come back mm-hmm. and uh, and like stop him in some way in the future. And he's like, well... I guess there's only one way for me to do this. I'm just going to wait for them to fucking collect these things again, <laughs> and I'm going to take it back. Uh-huh. Yeah. And new version, this like new past Thanos is, I, I don't know whether they have like a, like a badass line generating machine <laughs> or some sort of just crackpot of like 15 people who are like, what's the most badass thing we could possibly have them say? What they did is they had a, a big room full of writers working on it for 10 years. <laughs> that helps. That's what it felt like. It yeah, felt yeah, so yeah. fucking cool. Just yeah. like the moment where he's like, you know, uh, go like he tells Nebula, go get me the go get me the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. She's like, what are you going to do? Wait. Wait. God. <laughs> Damn it, that's such a boss move. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they uh they they really fucking nailed Thanos in this one. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, he's he has like god level physical talents as well, <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Like he's and he think, is think, his own superhero. And I was worried that okay, if Thanos has no infinity stones, is he just gonna get his ass kicked by everyone? It's like, no, add add the armor, add the two sided sword, and he can, you know, stand yeah, with the he's best. Still of a, them he's there. still a Titan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's not his he's smarter, better, more violent. 
the only thing that he lo- the reason why he loses isn't because of any lack other than he just doesn't know that Iron Man has the abilities that he has like that yep. that the that the suit is like nano tech yeah, or yeah. whatever the fuck that's the only reason he fucking loses because he even gets to the point like that creativity of you know when fucking Captain Marvel just comes oh, back man. out of nowhere and is able to like mm-hmm. you know one up Captain America yeah, yeah. by actually holding his hand shut uh, uh, or open, he, so he, he can't snap. She the holds finger. the gauntlet open yeah. as he's trying yeah, yeah. to snap his fingers, and and this motherfucker rips the power stone off and of it, just right? fucking <laughs> like boots her right in the face <laughs> yeah. with, the, with all the power of the power stone, only to just put it right back into the it fucking was, gauntlet. It was, it was so moment. satisfying because right <laughs> right before it, he does the headbutt to her, uh-huh. yes. and she's like unfazed. I was like, God damn it, Captain yeah. Marvel's so OP, and then she gets yeah. her shit. Clocked, yeah, yeah. absolutely, so well deservedly. By the way, yeah. <laughs> well fucking well, deservedly. Let's talk for let's talk for just a moment about Captain Marvel because another thing is we all, you know, being the sophisticated uh, movie <laughs> viewers that we are, uh, we're like we all know what's gonna happen. Captain Marvel's gonna show up at the end and defeat Thanos so that they can use it to basically build this new product that is their Captain Marvel uh, franchise. Whatever it is, what it is. Hopefully, you know. And what they managed to do in this film was, you know, with the whole killing Thanos off right at the beginning, then sending Captain Marvel away, they genuinely had us convinced at the beginning of the film that, oh shit, like, they, she did help them defeat Thanos right away, now she's gone, she's got a, uh, she's got a, a haircut, a very, like, a friend of Ellen haircut uh, <laughs> and, um, in, in the latter part of the film. And, so, and then she's like, they have that little, that little conference call where she's like, alright, I'm going to head back out into the universe. You might not see me for a long time. You might not see they, me for a very long time. So on the nose. And like, so, you won't see me for a long time. And it's like, okay, Two very hours. surprising. And what is interesting, but then what's the payoff for all of that surprise? That payoff is that at the end of the film, when just they have one of many threats they have to deal with. One of many of the threats is they have the army, they have Thanos, they have Nebula, they have the ship. When it, the ship itself is really fucking with them because Scarlet Witch has gotten the best the best of Thanos, which I thought was a really interesting moment. Scarlet Witch gets the best of Thanos physically, and so Thanos is like, fucking murk everyone, burn them with the ship. Oh no, the ship is now this big existential threat. Who comes in? Captain Marvel returns, and they manage to make Captain Marvel coming in as a deus ex machina actually surprising and actually feel like a satisfying narrative development, which was uh, cool that they did that. Yeah. She blows up a ship, and she gets out of there. Yeah, I mean, when your power is being God, yep. uh, you the only role you can play is deus ex machina, and therefore, in the beginning of the of the movie, when you know Tony Stark is like, Oxygen's gonna run out tomorrow morning. We're definitely gonna fucking die. We're a thousand light years away. Mm-hmm. It literally takes her less than the time to get to tomorrow morning to yep. get them back to Earth. Yep. And it's like, oh, cool. You travel just not just way faster than light speed. You just like warp. Yep. Like you can yourself warp through fucking yeah. everything. And we don't know the full extent of Captain Marvel's powers at the end of uh, neither uh, at does the, Marvel. At, at the end of yeah, at the end of Captain Marvel. So we'll see. We'll see how all that, that a, plays out in the next such movie. Such an OP ability. Yeah. 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 She's she is she is the most broken of yeah. all. Well, and let's also talk Captain about. Card would be banned. Let's talk about something else that was badass, which is finally in the most satisfying. And I I I shit you not. I had this thought, this concrete, specific thought. Uh, if Captain Marvel wears the gauntlet, I'm fucking walking out. No, 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 no. I had this thought, which is, wouldn't it be cool if the end game, uh, like how that part, how they defeat Thanos is that Captain uh, America picks up Thor's hammer and is worthy of it. And they fucking do it. (laughs) Now it wasn't quite the way I envisioned it would have been. 
he becomes like full godlike Thor, Captain Marvel, or sorry, Captain America, and whatever. And they didn't. And when that didn't happen, I for a moment was both very thrilled that it was happening and a little disappointed because obviously when Thor takes up the hammer, he becomes this godlike version of himself. Like we saw his beard get braided really quickly in this film. And I, well, that and his hair, his hair stayed fat. And I thought, stayed fat. Yes, but I thought, wouldn't that be an awesome end game for the thing? Is you basically create this Superman level Captain America? That would be great. And then I realized the reason they didn't do that, or at least maybe they never entertained the idea, but it made sense because. Pr- his, him taking up the hammer takes place before the rest of the heroes arrive. So we have that all is lost, lone American soldier faces off against impossible odds yeah. moment where the entire Thanos army is coming towards him and he has nothing but the broken shield and he's bloody and he's battered and he has the hammer but he's not going to be able to defeat everyone. And if he, they had made him that god level, like cleaned up, not having just having the shit kicked out of him version of uh, Captain America... That moment just before everyone arrives would not have had the same power that it had, and so I, it's worth not getting Superman, Thor, uh, to uh, to have that really badass moment Still where everyone badass. shows up. And it's even cool that like you know you have those wonderful. And I know this is not this is a very subtle thing, but it's like we have the setup that the kind of architect of this end game is Doctor Strange. And that just sort of something has happened organically in the last film, that he has the time stone, so he looks into the future. And then how perfectly and elegantly that immediately announces how everyone gets together at the end because Captain Strange has those magical wreaths. Sorry, Captain Strange, Doctor Strange has those magical wreaths of light that allow people to, what's their one thing that they are used to do in Doctor Strange? Move people around the world to different places. And sure enough, they pop up on the battlefield. Mm -hmm. Hey, we know who that is. And they immediately then become gateways for everyone from Wakanda and everyone from everywhere to all of some part start pouring in. Plus, it looks like all those magical apprentices Wong has acquired over the course of the last five years. Mm -hmm. Five years ago, it was just Wong and Strange in that fucking house. Mm -hmm. And now mm-hmm, Wong has mm-hmm. apparently trained a whole coterie of young, you know, magical folks who make all the portals. Mm-hmm. There. Damn right yeah. he has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Was, so when everyone got snapped back, were they where they left off? Yeah. So that's why they all show up like in the same like portal, like basically Spider-Man. Yeah, they all, well, they all come from different places. A bunch of different portals because yeah. Spider-Man yeah. and that's, the that's Guardians what I'm saying. Like, are on Titan. Yeah. That's what I was saying. They're yeah. all in like separate portals. For where yeah, the fuck well, they what, were. I, what I imagine what it was is there was a little bit of coordination behind the scenes, quarterbacked by Doctor Strange. As mm-hmm. soon as everyone popped back, everyone yeah. pops back. Doctor Strange's like, "Okay, it's five years. Let me go check on Wong real quick. Let me go check on some other people. Zip, zop, zoop. I'll be right back." So Doctor Strange plays QB on this whole plan here. It's like, okay, yeah. at fifteen hundred hours, want all these portals set up to get all these people back onto this battlefield right now. Because just checked out the news, and there's apparently there's some shit going down in Avengers headquarters. <laughs> so, uh, so I think that that's why it took a good uh, thirty minutes to an hour to get everyone uh, to yeah. get everyone from the time everyone yeah, snapped back a big to the delay. time everyone shows up there. So yeah, yeah that mm-hmm. definitely makes sense. And uh, oh, man, I love Doctor Strange. Yeah, Such mm-hmm. an asshole. He's way better in he's way way better in. Uh, in either of the Avenger movies than he was in his own movie. I like mm-hmm. the I liked his own movie though. I, I like all about Doctor Strange. It's one of my favorites. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. I know I'm in the minority. Yeah, I, I do enjoy Doctor Strange. Dormammu. My the only thing I felt I there's several things I felt odd, but was that we never 
fully got to see how he did through all the steps to reach wisdom at the end. No. Because mm-hmm. he seemed like way too early in his career. But when well, we, we showed, needed when he the shows montage. Up in, exactly. But when he shows up in Infinity War, it's like apparently he's the wise Doctor Strange who now is truly a master of the mystic arts and knows everything. He is the Sorcerer Supreme. Yep. I'm fine yeah. with that. It's, yeah. a, it's almost like they were mm-hmm. like, we're going to make another movie. And they're like, I, I guess not. It wasn't a gigantic hit. So yeah. let's not. Oh, make they're going to make another one. They will make another Doctor think Strange. So? Yeah. No, 100%. In the next phase, there's a Doctor Strange 2, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shit. That, that will be happening. I think the same guys coming back to do it as well but yeah no i uh yeah all good stuff uh, then there's the the so there's i felt like that was a really interesting moment because all the uh what did you call it the teddy teddy, the teddy bear jamboree teddy bear jam- so the teddy bear jamboree occurs <laughs> everyone returns yep they are setting themselves up and um doing some really cool like battle on battle lord of the ring style like giant CG army versus giant CG army situation. Mm-hmm. And it like sort of peaks in like this crescendo. And to me, I was like, man, they could like, they could just like stop it right mm-hmm. here. Like, I don't even need to like, this is super sick. Like it's just go to go to black and on, on next week's episode of Avengers. Like that's basically <laughs> how I felt. And then the, and yeah. it goes right into like everyone just punching each other, fucking giant man punching uh-huh. one of the big like warm things. And that's just splash this page when we see basically yep. could take that frame, put it in the Alex Ross splash page. Mm-hmm. There. 100, fucking hundred percent. Mm-hmm. You can just imagine like you uh, they're all the you, you turn the page in the comics and it's just one big double page yeah. comic of everyone on each side coming together. And you're uh-huh. like, oh, they're actually gonna fucking do this. And then there's like another thirty minutes of of uh, they're right. playing football yep. with the fucking, and that was a great way to make sense of that huge battle. Was for uh, and there was one sequence um, where I think it goes on for at least a couple of minutes. I can't remember if it's completely continuous or not, but where it's just following the football, following a. Uh, uh, the Infinity Gauntlet as it's passed around from like Spider-Man to Valkyrie to Black Panther to and we're visiting all of our favorite characters as they are just you know gaining yardage on the field yeah. just trying to advance the thing along which I thought was a great way to make something that chaotic feel coherent and connected for a few minutes yeah. so. and all to trying to get the fucking football to that fucking van which is their yeah, last just get chance it out of last the time ch- yeah. exactly last chance at a portal to get the fuck out of here then it gets blown up right at the last minute and now there's nothing left to do except the one chance that's right the one chance mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. right and it, it it all it all did come together uh in in the the conclusion of the entire phase one two three of the marvel cinematic universe i feel like came together in probably the most poetic way of you know Thanos and his yeah. crew getting snapped. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. great. And that's fucking great. And then to even talk about the way in which that happens, yeah. the thing that's nice about the film is that they give the cl- they give the climax of the movie to Tony Stark, and then they give the denouement to uh, to Captain America. You know, they give you know the big dramatic conclusion to uh, to to Iron Man, and they give sort of the catharsis to Captain America, which I thought was a really great way of doing it. In that, it is Iron Man who sacrifices himself. They even add this whole thread where suddenly Thanos is now saying this phrase, I am inevitable the whole time, where you're like, that's weird that he just suddenly decided to start saying that. And then you realize it's just a setup so that we can end on him saying, I am Iron Man, which is pretty badass. Mm -hmm. Snaps, booms, kills everybody, sacrifices himself. The one guy who is least likely to sacrifice himself (laughs) in the big way is uh, the beginning of uh, the first Avengers. Mm -hmm. Sacrifices himself finally, saves everyone, dies, very sad. And then... (laughs) the very end god damn it 
just that that beat, the thing that will just 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 make this a very important moment for a lot of kids who are watching that will make it sink deep into their synapses is once it's all said and done to reset everything right including returning thor's hammer back to the original timeline from which it was uh from which it came from captain america disappears and then suddenly he's that old man on a bench and and then how did everyone feel how did everyone feel (laughs) when they saw that old man on a bench because the whole theater just started to gasp and go silent and start crying and the whole thing because everyone instantly knew what that meant it was like a pixar ending it was like everything had been orchestrated just for maximum emotional catharsis if you had forgotten if you had forgotten that you know he has given up his entire life and and the love of his life in order to be captain america Mm They remind you five times yeah. in the movie oh, yeah. with the the mat, uh, the picture on the compass or mm-hmm. whatever, the clock or whatever. Staring he creepily through twice, the window. Sees her in the window. He mentions it in, in that little circle, meeting. The little circle you know, there's yeah. There's so many different moments where they're like, do you remember that he loves Peggy Carter? Do you remember that? Because uh-huh. don't forget it. It's it, very important. Yeah, which is a great this decision. This is going to come back later, folks. Which is a fantastic decision, by the way, because I'm sure for a lot of people, in fact, I would say for the majority of people who are seeing it they're not freshly revisiting oh, captain not. america first avenger and so maybe they remember that and if they don't it gives you enough over the course of the film so that even if you have never seen captain america first avenger you thoroughly get oh, okay tragic backstory girl left in another time etc mm-hmm. does all the work for you so that it still works but if you do remember captain america first avenger that ending hits hard as fuck and the fact that this entire endeavor ends with like 1950s street house captain america dancing with peggy carter man what an ending yeah could not think of a better ending for the whole for the for the for the whole 23 movie or whatever it is thing than that so speaking really good. of the ending uh i i now enter uh i enter a complaint and an observation mm. Unrelated, unrelated complaint, unrelated observation. Fuck him up, Seabass. Complaint, the one biggest issue with the entire movie mm-hmm. was Sam's stupid fucking beard at the end of the movie. It was a weird beard. They mm. spent, what, like $800 million yeah, yeah. on this thing? And I feel like his beard always looks that stupid, But though. they couldn't CGI it to make it look any better. Like, just make it match his fucking jawline. At mm-hmm. one point, he turns, and his beard is li- it's like just literally cut It's like cut his into <laughs> his fucking cheek. I'm like, yeah, you interesting. Look, your face looks like an arrow, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good This isn't look. the Captain America we no. want. Exactly. This is going to be the new Captain America we need a makeover. You know, uh, absolutely. Makeover. Uh-huh. And then mm-hmm. the, the observation that I have is that this is this is a movie that that goes into uh, like it dips its toe into some identity politics in some mm-hmm. ways yeah, yeah. And like in like the best and most inclusive and most interesting ways possible. Yes, because yes, at yes. the end of this movie, we have a black non uh, steroided out Captain America. Mm-hmm. We have uh, a, a great moment of all the female Avengers coming together to have like a cool little action thing. We have a new female Thor potentially. We have in a Valkyrie. female Thor, a black female Thor mm-hmm. in Valkyrie, and we have a 
fat superhero in <laughs> Fat Thor who is both Very the most positive. badass yeah. and the most hilarious of all the characters. Yeah. Like, you got to get that body positivity out there. Who yeah. can and you and I mean Captain Marvel I think is very strongly insinuated that she's a lesbian. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I think mostly the hair is not leaving much. They do so, they do <laughs> the hair there was no indication in the Captain Marvel movie that she had any romantic interests in men at all. Her only friends were girls. They yeah. did they do just such a good job of making a movie that that goes like deep into like look yep. you can see yourself in any of these characters mm-hmm. and identify with any of these characters in really meaningful ways yeah, yeah. but we're not gonna fucking shovel this thing down your throat and force you to watch captain marvel a character yeah. you just met two weeks ago well, and i think snap that that's, everything back into reality i think that's largely a product of the fact that because marvel you know understands that they are in the long range storytelling with this business and they really have realized that since 2008 because the other thing that the thing that is unique to this world is they can't just randomly reboot an individual hero because it would break up the continuity of the entire mm-hmm. Marvel Cinematic Universe so they can't just suddenly decide that X Y or Z hot young new actor is the new Tony Stark and start over again in the way they did with Spider-Man or the way they are doing with Batman right now uh, they can't do that so they have to to create uh, end game scenarios, they have to create scenarios by which they could, in theory, return to Captain America movies, Iron Man movies, Thor movies, whatever kind of movies you want. They could return to these things with new characters taking up the mantle. And so, in the comic books and then through the movies, they've had to slowly and deliberately cultivate characters who, at least in theory, could take over the, the mantle in team up movies or other things in the future. And in doing so, and sort of also understanding that it's, you know, 2019, they have slowly cultivated, both in the comic books and now through the movie series, you know, a much more diverse, i.e. not created in 1961 or 1942 versions of these characters that are not all exclusively white dudes. So if that's the end that you're after, they did it in the best way that they could have done it. Because it's like, oh, we have potentially a female Thor, and we potentially have this and that and it's like yeah well but it's you don't even think about it because you're like no it's valkyrie she was pretty cool in that one movie i'd be totally chill with her hanging out some more hey and it's bumping Sam. uglies with captain marvel which we know that's going to happen oh we know exactly. it's i'd like to fucking, explore the personal yeah, that sparks. could actually make captain mark captain marvel doesn't yet have any characteristics so exploring that whole side of her could be more interesting she's kind of yeah. just a bit of a butthole yeah like, well that's that's I, like her entire character she's yeah. just kind of like i know i'm better than you so i said soy latte <laughs> not a fucking yep. Non-fat milk latte. Okay? She's kind of like it's like that's a good point. Do you she's, have oat milk? Hey, she's kind of like that. She's like that one. She's like that one rich, pretty girl who is like you're like she's being a dick, but she's so unaware of how much of a dick she's being. Like I almost can't be mad at her about it. Like mm. she doesn't realize how condescending what she just said was. She's like that lady. She's like on the phone at a bougie coffee shop, and she's like. I'm sorry. Uh, I asked for oat milk. Ugh, this stupid bitch just didn't have <laughs> oat milk at the coffee You're shop. Good. That's that's yeah, Captain yeah. Marvel. It's like I'm not uh, even having time to ma- be but mad. I'm just like, huh? God strength. So yes. the emo kid that's at the funeral <laughs> mm-hmm. at the end. Did we yeah. figure out who oh, that, that is? That's, that's, that's Iron Man three kid. That's, it's oh, Harley. It's Harley from Iron Man three. Yeah, Iron Man oh, three. Okay. Same, cool, same cool, actor cool. and everything. There. Nice, nice. Any chance that he becomes Iron Man? Our version. No, he's a white man. There's a hundred Iron Man suits. Everyone can be Ever, fucking Iron Man. You're an Iron Man. Oh, when is Paltrow, you're an Iron Man. Yeah, it, the, next, the next Iron Man movie is going to be Iron Man into the Ironverse. It would have been great, though, if Captain... It would have been great if... I, I don't know what the name of it. There probably has a name in the comic books, but Pepper Potts suddenly becoming an Iron Man at the end. It would be great if she should have just covered someone in some sort of technologically devised 
goop and just really cover someone in some goop at the end because that's her brand. Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow's brand is called goop. 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 Ah. Yeah. Like it. Uh, in order to <laughs> carry on... I didn't know where you're going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In order to carry on uh, Iron Man <laughs> uh, fully, though, we need someone as smart as Tony Stark. So I'm yeah. thinking somehow Black Panther's sister is going to be somehow yeah. involved in designing new Iron Man suits yes, or something yes, yes, like yes. that. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing is that the, in the comic books, Iron Heart, I think, is the, yeah. the character who they have cultivated who is a black female Iron Man uh, person who takes over the Iron Man suit. I know nothing about that story, but it, you will often see in these things them adopt winning iconography but completely change the story behind it so it would not surprise me i don't think that character isn't in the comic books is in any way related to black panther or whatever but she was a good actress popular in that in black panther super technology ee so if she returns as like Ironheart in one of the other movies wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the she world. she just needs to develop a severe alcohol problem yeah and she's complete mm-hmm. so where does it go from here I think where it goes from here, at least initially, is giving all of the second-tier Avengers a chance in this next phase to shine, have sequels, introduce some new folks. Well, that's the cool thing. Is after Captain, after Black Panther made a bajillion dollars and Captain Marvel made a bajillion dollars, we're not so much talking about second-tier heroes as we're talking about they're just going to that's continue true, with true. all of their current extremely popular yeah, um, franchise. By second-tier, I meant not the original Avengers, yeah, yeah. which means we are going to get, a in this next phase, a Black Panther 2, a Guardians of the Galaxy 3, finally, that James Gunn is back. We're going to get a, uh, a Doctor Strange 2. Uh, yep. and, and we're going to get several new movies with new sets of characters, the Eternals but, and things like yeah, that. But the big thing that we're probably going to get is we're going to get a little bit of a turnaround period as they're planning out what their next moves are. And then now that the Fox-Disney deal is finalized, eventually there's going to be an elaborate rollout presentation about the launch of the new X-Men or the new Fantastic Four or some property that's going to hint strongly that that's the direction that they're going in. So maybe they'll adapt something from the, you know, as a one-off movie from the X-Men, blah, 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 universe. Now they've reacquired those characters or will reacquire those characters because the next phase for Marvel is putting to bed the idea of the Avengers for a while so they can return to it in the 2040s. Putting to, to, to bed the idea of the Avengers, but then, you know, Marvel still continues and their tentpole property perhaps being now Fantastic Four or X-Men, which will provide them enough material to go on for fucking ever yeah. at this point. So. so I think this next phase, if you want to call that, this next three or four years is basically going to be them waiting in the water there, just try, just, just, just holding, just doing a holding pattern until all of the new information about all the new rights comes in and they can make firm plans based on that. Yeah, Those plans are being made now, no oh, yeah, doubt. No. They just haven't told us about I think yet. I think they're probably going to move a lot faster than people give them credit for. Yeah, yeah. I think within... within uh, what is it, it's 2019 right now, within three or four years, we'll have the equivalent of Avengers 1 mm-hmm. happening, where it's like we're setting up for the next eight years yeah. after yeah. that, yeah. Uh, where they'll have, you know, they'll have reintroduced... Well, that's the interesting thing, is because the entire Mar- this entire endeavor in Marvel, this entire endeavor in Marvel was uh, set up by, uh, you know, Nick Fury showing up and saying, the Avengers initiative. So we'll be curious to see, at the is it at the end of Black Panther, at the end of Captain uh, Black Panther 2... At the end of uh, Captain Marvel 2, will we get that moment where I want to talk to you about mutants? And then. That'd be sick. I haven't heard that music in a long time. Uh, Yeah, I I think we'll have these new characters perhaps popping up in whatever is the big crossover movie that wraps up this 
phase. And then in 2029, we will eventually get the movie where, having blasted from the past, our now beloved Fantastic Four team up with our now finally fully assembled X-Men, as well as Captain Marvel and Black Panther to defeat Galactus by teaming up with the Silver Surfer. And that's where we're going to get. Come on, guys. That'd be cool. That'd be pretty sweet. I also wonder, should they just lean really hard into the whole multiverse idea? It's like, okay, there there are X-Men, but that is in a parallel universe that's a little different that has mutants. Fantastic Four, also from a parallel this universe. This has never been a problem for me, though. That Everyone's like, well, how are they going to integrate fucking mutants into the... Bleh? It's like, all they have to do is just unwed mutants from the whole World War II connection thing, the whole 1960s thing, and which I think is fine. It is interesting that two of the properties that they have now, Fantastic Four and X-Men, both are very much tied in different ways to the 1960s. You know, we have uh, Captain, we have Fantastic Four, which kind of is, has a very kind Cold of War like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it has kind of a, uh, the, um, the, uh, the iconography of Fantastic Four kind of evokes that period. There was a property developed once with Peyton Reed, who then went on to direct Ant-Man, uh, was going to develop a 1960s set Fantastic Four movie for Fox, like, 20 years ago or something and then now we also have uh, the x-men who are also tied in a whole bunch with obviously a bunch of civil rights stuff that was going on in the 60s which helped mm-hmm. inspire the that comic book so it'd be really interesting to see how like that would be one hell of a way to reapproach uh this is by you know setting large parts of x-men origins in the 60s yada 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 but that being said as far as i'm concerned all they can do is just begin the mutant story yeah mutants have started to emerge now you know, here's young Magneto and in Charles Xavier yeah. in the year well, 2019. Yeah, they, can, they can really easily explain yeah. it, like you know, Rocket says at the beginning, is yeah. like, you know, Earth became ground zero for you know uh, energy that has never yeah. been seen before. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. What if the fucking uh, having the infinity snap uh, is what ha- created having, having three infinity gauntlet snaps on Earth somehow has fucked with things yes. and mutated. Oh, shit. Wait, what yeah. if what if the mutants only arise in people who have s- been snapped back into reality by Thanos? Like as they snap back into reality, suddenly half the world's population intermittently like within half that population there are people who are suddenly manifesting powers like the ability to heal quickly or shoot lasers from their I can eyes. see it going that way or the other way wherein say the first snap happens releases crazy amount of energy half the people are wiped out the other half the people are still around on earth maybe got exposed to that radiation there's some mutants emerging maybe over the course of these last five years that we're gonna need some catch-up on there have been People who have been mutants, the world doesn't know about them yet. They're still in secret. Professor X has been a mutant for five years now mm-hmm. and is re- getting really smart and really on top of things. Is maybe starting to gather some other yeah. folks together. We just haven't been caught up on that story yet because we're going to need some good catch-up on the last five years. That is my That is my prediction for how it should go. If they do it another way, they're wrong. I don't care about any of the technicalities or how we get there as long as we end up with Onslaught at the end of all the mutant shit. Yes. That's all I want. I want to see Wolverine That's get all of his flesh ripped off of him. Yeah, I, I was thinking about Onslaught be because... <laughs> I was thinking about onslaught because that really fire. was the image that would like the image they have at the end of of, an, of Endgame of like everyone kind of appearing on this big crest created by all the portals, all heading towards you know the big villain. It reminded me of that whole onslaught arc in the yeah. uh, comic books in the nineties, where the Avengers and the X Men and the Fantastic Four all team up to take on this super bad guy who is somehow related to Magneto or something like I, that. I thought it was a fusion of Xavier and Magneto's like consciousness. Yeah, I believe it was something. That's like a super 
super yeah, comic booky thing to do. I fucking love it. Yeah. Uh, let's not talk about Game of Thrones today. No, because yeah, fuck Game of depression. Thrones. Wah, we're, we're just wah, so happy with how this wah, how Avengers went. Uh, let's yeah. go to wrap it up, guys. All right. Uh, I am at Mr. Kyle Bogart on the most sensual Instagram account on the internet. I'm at Cliff Bogart on the fattest Instagram account on the internet. I'm at Chase504 on Instagram and YouTube. And you can find the show at Sand Podcast, where we don't post anything and barely respond to messages. And you can find Hell me yeah. at Arm and Hammer TV. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching. We hope you guys enjoyed Avengers as much as we did. And if you have any uh, any thoughts, feelings, emotions, let us know. That'd be, that'd be sweet. Maybe you disagree with us. Maybe you agree with us. Either way. Thanks so much, everybody. See you next time. Later. See you next time. Bye-bye.